This is Christian from Trendsetters Media. Today, Jake is going to be talking to Dr. Cartwright from the People Success Labs. People Success Labs helps clients achieve organizational goals by concentrating efforts in areas such as enhancing leadership performance, improving workplace culture, and increasing employee engagement and safety. We hope you have a good listen. Yeah. Yeah. So, something that's interesting with kind of this generation coming up is they is the entrepreneurial mindset. So. I think the stat is like 52% of these Gen Z consume, well, not consumers, but Gen Zs are actually going to, at some point in their life, start their own business, work as a freelancer, or be like one of the five people within a startup. And the metric is crazy compared to other generations. So it's like, with that in mind, how can companies build out entrepreneurial systems? Because you mentioned like Blockbuster, Toys R Us, they already had the infrastructure well, a lot of people don't know this, but part of the reason for Toys R Us failures, Amazon actually signed a deal with them. And I want to say like 98, 99, 2000, where Jeff and whoever it was goes, hey, Toys R Us, this internet thing's coming and it's going to be a big pain, pain in the ass. Like, we'll take it, we'll take care of it for you. Don't worry about it. Like, we'll handle all your online stuff. They go, oh, thank you so much. So like Amazon could have charged them. To, to sell their stuff online. And it's just, it's incredible when you think about it. So how can companies build out those entrepreneurial systems? Because I think with technology evolving, the question for any company that's been around for a while is how do we stay on top of this? Yeah. You, know? you know, you have to invest in it, number one. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big deal. Number two is what you said about this entrepreneurial spirit in, within your generation, you know, that's not gonna go away. And so many times I hear employers not wanting to invest in their, their people. Well, they might leave. What if we do this and they leave? What if we do this and they'll leave? They'll leave. And my comment is always, you know what? They're going to leave anyway. If they're going to leave, they're going to leave anyway. However, if you make it so enticing that they want to figure out how to partner with you versus leaving, I mean, isn't that what you'd really want? And if you want to leave, hey, why wouldn't I help you? Yeah, yeah. Right? Why wouldn't I help you? Oh, man, where do you want to go? Well, hey, you know, Dr. Charlie, I want to do these things in five years. I'm like, all right, Jake, well, you know, here's what we're doing here, and then I'm going to do these things to support you, and in five years get you ready to go. Well, you're going to be excited about that. You're going to give me 100% during these five years. Mm -hmm. At the end of it, you may decide to stay. Yeah, because, yeah. But if you don't, guess what you've been telling everybody? how great it was working with me, how great mm -hmm. it was all these things. So I never want to hold people back. And then if you want to create that environment, you also have to be open to change. Mm -hmm. right? When someone comes to you with an idea or concept that flies in the face of traditional thinking, you've got to give it an honest listen. Mm -hmm. to, you, know, mm -hmm. you really do. There's a famous story about the, this gentleman who's in the insurance industry and he worked for a very small company. He had all these ideas. And they didn't listen, didn't listen, didn't listen. Then they finally sat him down and said, hey, look, uh, here's how we do it. If you don't like it, you can leave. And so he did. And he started his own insurance company. That's called State Farm. <laughs> yeah. That, and that little company still in existence, but guess what? They're a little company because mm -hmm. they didn't listen. And so you've got to be open to that. Wow, to yeah. To be, be willing to 
go through a metamorphosis mm-hmm. to make your business better. Yeah, yeah. Because it's better to be different and be in business than stay the same and be out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and more and more companies are trying to stay the same. They're going to find themselves. Yeah, yeah. Because now we've got a talent shortage. Mm-hmm. And so, and you've seen it, everyone's seen this. You see it in sports all the time. The best teams always win, don't they? Mm-hmm. So if your competitor becomes more talented than you, you've got a serious problem. Yeah, yeah. And you don't have the ability to attract in. And again, it's a talent shortage right now that's not going to go away for the next two decades at mm-hmm. least. So it's imperative that you're able to attract and maintain a talent. That means you've got to be open to that yeah. entrepreneurial spirit and figure out how to make that work, not just for your company, but for your employees. Yeah, yeah. And so you mentioned that like the the team with the best people is always going to win, right? Always. And that and that's that's always the case, right? So something we think about a lot, or I, I think the mindset towards this next gen in terms of hiring, is like the liability side. How do we hire them? How do we keep them? How do we keep them engaged? It's all like solving problems, putting out fires. It's not actually how do we maximize the potential of this generation that they've never seen a world before the internet. They. Facebook was a thing when they were in middle school and grade school. Like, they're so talented, yet the narrative is more so on the negative versus the positive. So it's like, how can we internally shift that? And one of the, one of the, one of my favorite books is Good to Great by Jim Collins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so within that, they, one of the the big chapters in that is like, first who, then what. Um, so meaning, you know, build out your team first, then figure out what you're going to do. And so not a lot of people know this, but Walgreens actually had, I want to say like 400, 500 restaurant locations. And they, they actually invented like several like famous fast food types and they were, that's what they're iconic for. And they started getting into the drugstore business and that became the greater vertical to go after. So new CEO comes in and he's talking to the board and leadership and he's like, hey, in five years, I want all of our restaurants gone and whatever. And they go, well, whatever. They kind of like brushed it off. There was plenty more to worry about. So then the next board meeting happens six months later and they're at, and then somewhere it comes up of, hey, so about this restaurant thing, how are we going to make this happen in five years? And he goes, I don't know, but it's four and a half now. And it's like <laughs> that, that notion of like, hey, I don't know the, in the answer, but here's where we need to go. How can like empowering those younger generations because we're we're so focused on the negative of it that we're not going to if we only focus on like how can we make things just acceptable like oh it has to be passion driven it has to be this and then they'll work you know the way we want them to I think the narrative needs to change to let's hit those check boxes but then let's figure out how we put them in positions to really just absolutely crush it because they're so talented like you. You know, they, they're, they're just great with technology, with all these different skill sets. They, they just see things differently, you know? That's a great leadership trait there where you're looking at your people and it's up to you as a leader to put them in a position for them to be successful. Mm-hmm. It might be job modification. It might be a different department. It may not even be working for you exactly. They may better be a fit over here and you've got to be able to sacrifice for the team in those situations. A lot of companies, they have a talented person that wants to work over there, would be better over there, but, oh, I can't get my guy up. You know, mm. I can't get my gal up. Yeah, so yeah. 
they're not going to let them flourish. And so that that's a big mistake. Mm-hmm. And then it does. It takes some, you know, it takes some brain power to get creative sometimes and figure out how I can maximize this person's potential. Yeah, yeah. But if I got the right attitude, right? I got the right individual. They've got the right why. And that's another conversation for us to get into because mm-hmm. we need to know what their why is. And they've got a great skill set. We got to figure out how to work that out. We can't let that talent go to the competition because it's right where they're going to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden it comes back to bite us because, man, we could have had that. Mm-hmm. Here. We could have established that here. Mm-hmm. They took it across the street. And now it's, it's, given, us, it's given us trouble. Yeah. So it really, it really, it really requires a lot of thought and planning, but it can be done. I mean, look at the, the power that these young employees bring in a social media space. Mm-hmm. What better brand ambassadors? Oh yeah, she's got 10,000 followers and she just talked about how her boss showed up at the funeral, blah, 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 blah. Oh my God. You know, you know, those are the type of things. And so the power that this workforce has, the ability to reach the world at large is, is second to none. It's never been mm-hmm. that way and employers really don't look at it that way, but they should. Yeah, yeah. Right? When it comes to recruiting, when it comes to your brand, you're doing great things, these mm-hmm. young people yeah. get it out because that's what they do. And, and a modern story of this, I think it's Whitney Wolf. I think that's her name. She's the CEO, or founder and CEO of Bumble. And Bumble's like the, the, fe- the female first version of Tinder, right? The, the dating app stuff. And I, th- I don't know what they're like market share wise, but I think Bumble's been growing significantly more than, than today, and they'll probably pass them. And the reason she actually left, she was actually an executive and, and kind of like within that, you know, first few team members at that, uh, you know, tender launch. And one of the reasons she left is because they weren't listening to her idea. She didn't feel empowered. And then so what'd she do? Started her own, and now it, the, she's going to wipe the floor with them. Now she's significantly more famous than any of them. And, they're now getting into the networking space. Uh, they have something else too. Like they're they're doing everything, and it's just all about female empowerment, of which they could have done before they chose not to. And so it's like that shows you if you got to be careful with it. Yeah. You know, organizations need to have uh, a process for those ideas to be heard and thought. There's a lot of managers, supervisors that are shutting down ideas and no one even knows about it. Yeah, they yeah. shut it down at a lower level and so that person then goes on to help a comp- their competitor and no one that really needed to understand that even knew it occurred. Yeah. And so you have to have a system where people can get into and get their ideas out there so they know they get in front of the right eyes, the right ears and are, and are able to be vetted. But most organizations do not have that process in place and so these great ideas are being shut down without anyone knowing it. Yeah. Someone's taking it upon themselves to do that. And it, and it's, so it's have you heard the story about the, the flaming Hot Cheetos? Okay, so <laughs> do you guys know this? flaming Hot Cheetos story? Maybe it's, no, I think, I think that's what it was. Okay, so this guy was a janitor there. I forget how he got the job, but it was some crazy way he even got the job. Oh, yeah. And his, his dad always told him, he's like, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So you better make that the most clean building ever. And people always talk about how it was always so clean and, and all this. And everyone loved this guy as a janitor. He moved his way up in terms, of, in terms of janitorial ranks, whatever. And so he's there one day. And one of the executives noticed he was 
taken a ton, ton, uh, like a, a ton of the product with home with them, and would then make his own blend of spicy hot Cheeto, and because he and he would make it at home, and then you bring it back in, and they were noticing it was like a different color, and they're like, hey, what'd you do to those, you know, and whatever, and they tried it, and then they like quickly progress them through the ranks and, the, and pitch it, and then they launch the product. Now he's like an executive there, and so it's like this notion of, you know, companies that do allow people to come up with those concepts and build a framework for, you can build a new product off of it. Like, that's a, that's a great story. There's a lot of companies that have, for example, that have absolutely no Oh, no, yeah. And I'm sure they're Frito-Lay is probably paying Deloitte, or all these companies paying Deloitte and all these other Accenture consulting companies, you know, millions and billions of dollars every year to tell them stuff that they could find in-house. You know what I mean? Now often in my workshops and when I'm speaking, I'm a big superhero fan. I yeah, I yeah. This, you know, I, this is a superhero movie. I'm gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, we didn't have those, right? We mm -hmm. had comic books. That was it. And then they would, you'd miss like, you know, it'd be like edition 34, and then it would skip to 42. You're like, well, what happened? Well, the drugstore didn't get those. And so, uh, so we had uh, when the first movie came out, the Superman movie. I remember it was uh, Christopher Reeve played Superman, mm -hmm. and I went to that movie. And I love that movie, but I was like, you know, I couldn't figure out how that no one could figure out that Clark Kent was Superman. You know, I was like, so obvious. Like, I take the glasses off of him. That's the guy, but no one could recognize <laughs> him, right? And so my analogy is that leaders all over the, the country walk past Clark Kent every day looking for Superman. Right in front of him. And that, you yeah. know, that Flaming Hot Cheeto story is a great example. And they turn that Clark Kent into Superman by mm -hmm. unleashing, mm -hmm. unleashing his potential. Allowing that to flourish. Yeah, and yeah. So it's so true. Right in front of, right in front of our nose every day. Yeah, we're always looking other places look for it. We got, well, you got to find Superman. <laughs> He's right there. <laughs> Walk past him every day. He's going like this, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, yeah, I appreciate your time. This is an awesome yeah. conversation, as always. Yeah.